It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and happy Cinco de Mayo. May the 4th be with you, Revenge of the 5th, and let's even take a trip back in time on the Mark Twain Riverboat, because this week for show number 148, for the week of May 5th, 2016, we have all kinds of fun, as first off, we're welcoming none other than Derek Brandon, a young and upcoming actor who you may have heard as Tom Sawyer on the Mark Twain Riverboat at the Disneyland Park. He's also been part of a variety of different films, including the adventures of Mickey Matson franchise, the upcoming film North, and many others. And he's going to be stopping in and talking about what it was like being part of this classic Disneyland attraction, being Tom Sawyer on Mark Twain, his upcoming films, what's in store for 2016, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. Yes, we have Aaron, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, Cody, Nathan, and Paige all stopping in with their signature segments. From answering questions to Disney history, the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort, music, movies, and tons of different things from the D-Team. And with that D-Team, yes, we have a very special thing going on all show long here this week. Because our youngest D-Team member, Paige, officially hits adulthood. Well in some different ways of speaking. Yes, she's already an adult working down at the Walt Disney World Resort, but today, Cinco de Mayo, Paige is officially turning 21 years of age. So we have all kinds of things lined up from Paige, from fantastic birthday greetings, as well as some very special select songs that we're going to talk about later on in the show, just to add some smile and cheer as maybe she's going to drink her way around World Showcase or some other things as now she's officially 21. So Paige, get ready as we have some birthday celebrations for you. We also have news hot off the D-Wire from the Disney Channel, Walt Disney World, The Tower of Terror, Convoys, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Disney Channel Toys, Marvel Entertainment, Music, and so much more. So with that said, there's a lot of fun things on the horizon this week's show. Lots of fun things. Like I said, we are going to be all over the board. From celebrating Cinco de Mayo, birthday wishes with D-Team Page, and even taking a trip back in time to the turn of the century with the Mark Twain Riverboat, and so much more. So before I officially jump into this crazy cluster of a show here this week, this huge celebration, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no-fee free agency. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, they've been in business since 1994, and they are going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical Walt Disney World vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character meet and greets, your resorts, and so much more, Mickey's Travel is going to take care of you. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. That's right. From lanyards, autograph books, and so much more, Mickey's Travel is going to give you those little bit of extras just by mentioning that you heard about them here at the show. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we have a big celebration going on of all sorts. Cinco de Mayo, birthday wishes, taking trips on the river. So let's officially kick off show number 148 for the week of May 5th, 2016, 
How fitting by taking a trip with Donald and his two feathered friends. Be right back, all of you D-heads, and let's kick off this celebration. Caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes. The one, two, and three goes. We're always together. I caramba. Oh, yes. I don't know. With three caballeros, three gay caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes. We're always together. Hey guys, this is Derek Brandon. You can catch my voice on the Mark Twain Riverboat Ride, and you are listening to Disney on Demand. There's the old Mark Twain coming around the bend, and like every night, her passengers are having a ball. You know, aboard the Mark Twain, we have a real Dixieland combo. We call them the young men from New Orleans. And they're real old-timers who were down there when jazz first came into being. Monette Moore is the singer with the group. And incidentally, I just saw Satchmo Armstrong down there waiting at the dock. So why don't you kids run along and get aboard and really have yourself a ball? Mark Twain, the old Mark Twain, chug, chug, chugging along. And you can tell by the singing that river boats ringing, a carefree, happy frog. Here comes the old Mark Twain, the old Mark Twain, 
see her round in the bay. Straight down the river she's turning, a puffin' and churning. Now there's a sight, my friend. Folks all at the railing, waving and a hailing. See that smiling crowd. Hear that banjo strumming, hear that drummer drumming. Don't that boat look proud? Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 148 for the week of May 5th, 2016, as we are gearing up for the voice of Tom Sawyer on the Mark Twain Riverboat with Derek Brandon stopping in here very shortly. We're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and we're also celebrating the 21st birthday of our D-Team member here, Paige, who's celebrating it down at the Walt Disney World Resort this week. We also have the D-Team here with Aaron, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, Cody, Nathan, and Paige. All kinds of news hot off the D-Wire and so much more as we continue with the celebration, the party, and many other things here this week for the show. So before I jump into that news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also find us on Facebook and our DizWire Disney Discussion Group. Join that, join the discussion, and get involved as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you just can't wait, you need to get the show right there to listen to. The magic, the memories, you need the magic in your ears instantly. All you have to do is subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is that easy. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher Radio, subscribe, and you can get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it, and have the magic right there from your lifetime of Disney in your ears instantly as soon as they get released. Remember, you can always call in our Magical Memories hotline, leave us voicemails as well, and you may just hear yourself here on the show, and so much more. So... With that said, if you can't remember anything I just told you, go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and you can find all of those links right there as well. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's jump into the news hot off the D-Wire, and since summer is in the horizon, how about Frozen Games kicking off on May 27th 
at Blizzard Beach. Yes, now you can chill out with Olaf at the Walt Disney World Blizzard Beach during the Frozen Games beginning on May 27th. Now, summertime at the water park might not be the safest spot for a snowman, but that's not stopping Olaf from teaming up with Kristoff to host the inaugural Frozen Games at Disney's Blizzard Beach, running from May 27th through August 21st at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Now, Kristoff and Olaf from Frozen will lead the teams of visitors in a fun day of Frozen activities. Guests of all ages that are going to be visiting Blizzard Beach may choose to join the Team Kristoff or Team Olaf to participate in a variety of winter theme activities throughout each day, including ice pail relays, where teams are going to line up and pass pails of water quickly from one person to the next, trying to fill up the container at the end. There's also going to be the snowball toss. Yes, pairs compete in the snowball-themed water balloon toss that progressively goes with greater distance. There's the ski pole limbo. Yes, self-explanatory. A ski pole being a limbo bar doesn't get easier than that. There's going to be the slide races where teams can race down one of the signature water slides at Blizzard Beach and many other things. Now this is going to be fun. It's a good way to make things interactive at Blizzard Beach and come on, Frozen tying into that really does help out the beach as well. I just hope they don't do away with the gator because come on, we all love him. I hope Olaf doesn't become the official spokesperson of Blizzard Beach. I do love our gator as well. Now, Olaf and Kristoff will take part in the Frozen Games opening and closing ceremonies by appearing on the observation deck near the Summit Plummet attraction every single day, accompanied by trumpet fanfare, banners, and all kinds of music. Now, additionally, one guest will also be chosen each morning to be the ski captain and the first guest to take the plunge down Summit Plummet every single day, now signaling the start of the Frozen Games. Now, from the observation deck, Olaf and Kristoff will give regular updates throughout the day on their teams, how they progress, the achievements, and they'll also announce the winning team at the end of the Frozen Games each day. Now, the Frozen Games are an all-day event at Blizzard Beach beginning shortly after the park opens, and guests can sign up at the park entrance, and all activities are included with your standard admission. So you just need to get in there, sign up, and get involved instantly with the Frozen Games. Now, if you want to find out more about this, all you got to do is go to the Disney World website officially, check it out, and if you're going to be there for the Frozen Games, definitely let us know. We'd love somebody to cover these for us because it is going to be a fantastic romp this summer. Now, since we are talking about Olaf, let's talk about Olaf, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and they're all going to star in all new meet and greet experiences at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes, the ever-changing Disney's Hollywood Studios, Walt Disney World is going to begin offering two new character meet and greet experiences this week at Hollywood Studios. In the Lake Echo District, guests can now meet Olaf from the animated film Frozen, the lovable snowman living his dream and chilling out on the beach and also in the wonderful heat of Florida. Now on Commissary Lane, guests can see Mickey and Minnie starring in Red Carpet Dreams, where the duo are living the dream as A-list celebrity stars. Now guests can walk the red carpet, step into the scene with Minnie, and then guests can join Mickey in a scene from Fantasia. Now both meet and greet experiences are debuting on May 8th, so it is coming up just in time for Mother's Day. Now, since we were talking about the parks, and I did mention how Hollywood Studios is ever-changing, let's go to California, and how about Guardians of the Galaxy to take over Disney's Tower of Terror? Now, we've talked about this for some time. Now, it isn't happening at Disney Parks in Walt Disney World in Florida. This is only happening in California. But now, Guardians of the Galaxy is soon going to be taking over the attraction at Disney's California Adventure Park. Now, this isn't going to be a new ride, but rather taking over the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is reportedly 
heavily on all the boards for the last couple months, is going to be rethemed to include the Marvel Super Team. Now, the rumor first started circling around on Mice Age, and it was now confirmed officially. Now, the plan is for the original Twilight Zone backstory to be removed entirely and be replaced with an all-new show based around the Collector character from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie franchise. Now, it, it is a nice one where they're only going to have to do so much overlay, have characters. The Collector was a fantastic role in the film. Now, the report does go on to state that the current plan is to close Tower of Terror later this year so that they can revamp the ride ahead of the May 2017 reopening that will be in time for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, this is an understandable effort by Disney to capitalize on more of the Marvel brands in the parks and step closer to a Marvel land. Now, the Guardians don't quite have a broad appeal of the Avengers, but they are a fun set of characters. I mean, everybody loves them. It was a great, fantastic movie. Now, while they're focusing on the Collector, he won't be in the sequel, or maybe he will be. Nobody is clear as of yet. Now, also that did disappear, as we all know, is the Earful Tower. So, now fear not, this is not going to be happening globally right now, only at California Adventure. Now, moving along here, let's get into the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and how about they're reclaiming the Guinness Book of World Record for the longest convoy on Mother's Day. Yes, Tanya Wagner and her family will be among the hundreds of people on hand Sunday for the Make-A-Wish Foundation's 27th annual Mother's Day truck convoy. It's a Mother's Day tradition that her family gets together and watches the convoy, Wagner said, in Little Britain Township. Now, this year's event could see the foundation reclaim the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's longest truck convoy that was set in 2003. Now, currently, the record of 391 trucks was broken the following year when a company in the Netherlands put together a parade of 416 trucks. Now, the Mother's Day convoy truck raises money for Make-A-Wish, which grants wishes to children with life-threatening medical conditions. Now, the foundation holds a special plate in Wagner's heart, as her son Keith has cardiac and kidney ailments, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation recently arranged for him to visit the Walt Disney World Resort. So he went there, visited Mickey and his pals, and made the wish come true. And this is their way to give back. And they're going to break that Guinness Book of World Record for the longest convoy, on Mother's Day to continue to give those funds to make a wish so they can make these dreams come true. More trips to the Magic Kingdom, more guest spots with celebrities, and making these things happen for kids that, you know, are really pushing through something hard or may not have that long to live. If you want to find out more about this convoy, definitely stay tuned all over the website. I'm sure it's going to be all over the news, but right now they are hoping to break that and get back in the Guinness Book of World Records. Now, getting back to the parks and the Walt Disney World Resort, how about Disney now offering the ultimate fairy tale wedding spot? But it's going to come with a price. If you didn't think that the wedding tales already didn't come with a price, one of the most sought-after spots for Disney fans to have a fairy tale wedding has always been off-limits. Well, now it's available, as I said, for a hefty price. The Walt Disney World Resort has announced that part of the Popular Wishes program, couples can now exchange vows in the newly enhanced East Plaza Garden, offering up to 100 guests with a picture-perfect view of Cinderella's Castle. As Corey McFan has stated, the marketing director for Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings, couples have been seeking a celebratory location showcasing the iconic Cinderella Castle for years. We are thrilled to have the opportunity to make this dream become a reality. Now, after the celebrated I Do's, guests are whisked off for reception festivities at a variety of locations throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, booking a wedding at the East Plaza Garden location in front of the castle requires, are you ready for this? Take a big gulp, take a big breath, requires a $25,000 
plus venue fee according to the Disney Weddings webpage. Now, when you add the other required components for the Disney Wedding Package, which includes a reception for 100 guests, the total price for a castle front wedding, all of this together is going to cost you at least $75,000. Yes, $75,000. So if you have the money to spend on your wedding, I say go for it. Make it happen. It's going to be magical. Who doesn't want to have a picture in front of the castle, right? We all do. Now, if this is out of your budget, don't worry. They do have other venues and resorts, including the Living Seas Salon in Epcot, the courtyards at Epcot's World Showcase Pavilions, and many other places. So, I will say, $75,000, if I had the money, maybe I would have done that for my wife as well. But, uh, you know, if you have it, I say, go for it, make it happen. Now, moving right along here, let's get away from the parks, and let's get into, you know, movies, television, and how about Big Hero 7? Now, you're wondering... Big Hero 7, alright, well how about Big Hero 7 taking a time jump just so it can avoid overlapping with the upcoming Disney Channel series that is coming very soon. Now although Disney has been entertaining the idea of a sequel to the 2014 animated hit Big Hero 6, it appears that plans might be derailed due to another plan to launch a TV series on the Disney Channel in 2017. So if a Big Hero 6 series is making its way to TV, what will happen with a sequel in terms of continuity? Because the TV series already takes place after Big Hero 6. So what's going to happen? Well, according to many reports, there is a possibility that Big Hero 7, the sequel that is planned to come from Disney, will take a major time jump to avoid overlapping with the TV series. The Big Hero 6 TV series is going to be helmed by Kim Possible creators Mark McCorkle and Bob Shuley. Now, being a Marvel backstory, it is possible that more superhero characters can be added as the timeline progresses. Now, the president and chief creative officer for Disney Channel Worldwide, Gary Marsh, did describe the series production as world-class and full of fun and action. Now, they did say that a time jump is only necessary for Big Hero 7 to avoid the confusing storylines. Now, rumors suggest that Hero's brother will return as a villain, Sunfire. In the comic book, Sunfire was briefly a member of the X-Men and could generate superheated plasma. Now, unlike Tadashi, Sunfire is rather arrogant and does not work well with other people. Now, as to the supposed Big Hero 7 sequel, nothing has been confirmed with the release date yet, but according to Cinema Blend, Disney still has many other sequels that they're working on, with Frozen 2, more from everything, and also some still ramblings about Tron, and I still want to see Tron happen. Now, since we are talking about television series, let's get into some of those for, uh, you know, all of you 90s kids out there. And how about Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, and That's So Raven, and they're all returning back to TV. Yes, this is just perfect for your childhood nostalgia fix for all you kids who were born in the 90s, grew up in the 90s, and your favorite Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, are all going to return this coming month on the new channel, Freeform. Now, as we all know, Freeform has taken over what used to be ABC Family. Now, the comeback of the Teen Queens on Freeform, now it's good for everybody who love these TV shows. Now, Entertainment Weekly reported that Freeform's That's So Throwback will air every Monday through Thursday from midnight to 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the month of May. Now, among the three shows, a lot of Disney favorites will also be making a return as well. Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, Kim Possible, Hannah Montana. Now, you can get these 
all week long, Monday through Thursday, and they're also going to be showing many other TV reruns, like Twitches, the movie that everyone knows, Stuck in the Suburbs, and many others. So now you can get ready to visit Freeform and get your fix if you're up late. If you're a 90s kid, you're probably in college right now, so this will be perfect for your studying pleasure. Now, if you want to find out more, check your local listings for what channel Freeform currently is on, and like I said, it's formerly ABC Family. Now, finally, to wrap things up here, how about Disney giving a $100,000 grant to the Dr. Phillips Center, Florida Hospital School of Arts? Yes, it was announced this week that Dr. Phillips Center, Florida Hospital School of the Arts would now be awarded a $100,000 grant from Disney in order to bring the Disney musicals in schools program to the Orlando area. Now, the program is an outreach initiative developed by Disney Theatrical Group to create sustainable theater programs in under-resourced elementary schools. Now, the grant funds two years of programming, and the School of Arts will select four county-area public schools to participate in the 2016 and 2017 school year, and another will be selected from 2017 to 2018. Now, at no cost to them, the selected schools will participate in a 17-week musical theater residency led by a team of teaching artists trained by the School of the Arts and Disney theatrical group. Now, each school will receive performance rights, education support, and materials that they need to make this happen. Now, the program will culminate in a 30-minute Disney Kids musical at each school site. Now, as a capstone, they really want to make this thing happen and bring music and magic into the school systems. Now, as Kathy, the president and CEO of the Dr. Phillips Center of the Performing Arts, has stated, our vision of arts for every life is realized not only in performances and educational programs like this, but also the outreach we do in our community. This grant from Disney is a great opportunity for Central Florida schools to really participate and help, and we're thrilled to participate in this program. Now, if you want to find out more about this, the program, maybe you have a student who's in that area, you can visit drphillipscenter.org slash artseducation, and you can find out more all over our website and many other places. But it just goes to show you that Disney continues to push on help educate and really give back to the community for everything as well so all vd has with that said we're going to continue on here we have more from the d team like i said we have aaron answering your questions caitlin with the latest from the walt disney world resort jason going into the vault randy with the latest multimedia cody taking a hollywood walk nathan dusting off the books and going this week in disney history and of course paige who's celebrating her birthday cinco de mayo and also bringing you a magical music review so as we continue to take a throwback to the rivers of america the mark twain riverboat turn of the century we're also celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and it, come on, we're just getting off our high of the May the 4th be with you. We're going to give a little bit of a birthday wish to Paige. And Paige, you're going to have a few birthday songs throughout the show and many other things, so get ready for a great celebration. But I do have to say, before I release this to a, a wonderful birthday song for Paige here, i got to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no-fee-free agency that's going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical Walt Disney World vacation that you can possibly have. From dining reservations, character meet-and-greets, booking your trip, they're going to help you make it magical and memorable. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, they've been in business since 1994, they're going to help you absolutely free and just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio they are going to hook you up yes as I always say from lanyards autograph books and more they're going to make sure your children have that little bit of extra that's something magical just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio so definitely check them out mickeystravel.com the official sponsor of Diz Radio 
So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. We're going to continue on with our celebration. We have Derek Brandon, the voice of Tom Sawyer from the Mark Twain Riverboat in Disneyland. So I'm going to say let's raise a toast to Paige, our D-Team member who is officially 21 here today. Yes, officially turning 21. And all I got to say is, well, 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 let's have a drink on it. Well, 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 let's have a drink on it, as me father used to say. When the truth is nobly spoken, it's respect you've got to pay. So fill your cup and lift it up and clink. Here's how. No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now. No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now. Right. Right. Well, 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 let's have a drink on it to them fighting legionnaires To their outpost in the desert and their gorgeous party gears Sailing for Benghazi on a rusty scow No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now What do you do when the water's gone and there's no turning back? You're four days from the fort, the Arab renegades attack. And the blistering sun keeps burning, reinforcements can't get through. What do you do about it? What do you do about it? Do you blister easily? Yes, as a matter of fact. Ah, uh, the foreign legion is not for you. Right! Right! Well, 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 let's have a drink on it to the simple average life! To the wages every Friday that you bring home to the wife! To the sweat of honest labour on your average brow! No shilly shally and no dilly dally, let's have a drink on it now! No shilly shally and no dilly dally, let's have a drink on it now! What do you do when you lose your job? The rent is overdue. The landlord throws you in the street. The wife, the kiddies too. And the sleet and snow are falling. And you've got no place to go. What do you do? about it what do you do about it the simple average life sir now right right wrong well 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 let's have a drink on it here's to china across the bay to them darling little oysters and the pearls they give away a man could make his fortune there i will somehow Silly shally and no dilly dally, I'm off to China now. Well, 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 one last drink and then you're on your merry way. What do you do when your sampan spins a leak in China Bay? When the truth is nobly spoken, it's respect you gotta pay. Them oriental pirates come and take your pearls away. So fill it up and lift it up and lift it up. Here's how. No silly shally and no dilly dally, let's have a
love you. You've been a blessing to us both. We couldn't be more grateful. Love always. Raven and Sarah. In their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that. Disney does it again. For the merriest musical screen surprise of them all is headed your way. First, a new personality is added to the Disney Hall of Famous Characters. Panchito, the Mexican rooster. A two-gun charro who joins his fine-feathered friends Donald Duck and Joe Carioca. Son of a gun, it's a pleasure to see such fine gentlemen in Mexico. We're three caballeros, three gay caballeros. They say we are birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. The one, two, and three goes, we're always together. They're the three Cavaleros, a reckless, amorous, swashbuckling trio riding a magic carpet to romance and adventure. And here's a surprise, a glimpse of the newest thing to hit the movie since talking pictures came in. Walt Disney actually combines for the first time on the screen cartoon with flesh and blood personalities. Aurora Miranda, singing and dancing star from Brazil. Dora Luz, outstanding radio and screen star from Mexico. And you'll always belong to my heart. Carmen Molina, sensational Mexican dancer. a whole screen full of Latin American lovelies to set three feathery wolves on a laugh and love spree. Romancing, dancing, singing the 16 happy songs by three of Latin America's greatest composers. Yes, 16 top tunes for your heart, a thousand thrills for your eyes, and no end to laughs in Walt Disney's latest pleasure-packed full-length Technicolor feature, The Three Caballeros. Hi, this is Mark Elliott, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. And now, our feature presentation. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone has a great Cinco de Mayo. I know I'll be drinking some cervezas and eating some guacamole. But there is no way I can miss wishing our very own Paige a happy 21st birthday. I hope you have a very magical birthday. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Nikki Groff of Nashville, Tennessee, and she writes, Disney On Demand, I have a question about the difference between the Mark Twain Riverboat and the Liberty Bell. Are the narrations basically the same? Are there any major differences between the two? And how long will the Mark Twain be down at Disneyland for the Star Wars editions? There is something special about those boats that just seem like you're at Disney Park. It's magical and timeless. Thank you for the help, Aaron. Well, the Magic Kingdom at one time featured two river boats. Admiral Joe Fowler, a stern wheeler named for Disneyland's construction supervisor, and Richard F. Irvin, a stern wheeler named for a WED executive. 
Admiral Joe Fowler served from October 2nd, 1971, one day after park opening, until the fall of 1980, when it was retired after less than 10 years of operation, and it got accidentally destroyed after falling from a crane onto its dry dock. The Richard F. Irvin came into service on May 20th, 1973, but was renamed the Liberty Bell in 1996 after everything except the hull, boiler, and engines were stripped off and all new superstructure was constructed from aluminum and vinyl. It has one smokestack and has a capacity of 450 people. At Disneyland, the Mark Twain Riverboat has two smokestacks and has a capacity of 300 people. Originally named the Mark Twain Steamboat when the park opened in 1955, the stately 5 8 scale stern wheeler was the first functional riverboat to be built in the United States for 50 years. Since the two parks are unique in their own way, the narration for each boat is also unique. As far as the return of the Mark Twain Riverboat, it will reopen on April 2nd, 2017. Our next question is from Rich Walters of New York and he writes, I was thinking about old Disney attractions and it has been a few years since I was able to go to Epcot. I heard the ride in Mexico has changed over the years, just how much so. Is it still fun in that small world style? And does the soundtrack or track from it appear on any of the Disney Park albums? Well, the original attraction in Mexico was called El Rio del Tiempo, or the River of Time. It was opened from 1982 to 2007. The ride began on a quiet river under an evening sky. It passed a volcano and continued on to scenes of native inhabitants. The ride continued with scenes of swimming, jumping into the ocean, and relaxing at a bar. It would pass a Mexico shop where merchants talked directly to the riders and tried to bargain with them. The finale was at fireworks-filled night sky in modern-day Mexico City with oversized marionettes dancing in a carousel. In 2007, the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Caballeros, replaced El Rio del Tiempo. The attraction's new story has Jose and Panchito searching for Donald across Mexico. It features much of the same settings as El Rio del Tiempo. The ride used used to end with the screen showing the three Caballeros. On December 4, 2015, animatronics of the three Caballeros from the Mickey Mouse Review were placed into the attraction's finale. The album, Walt Disney World Official Album, released in 2013, features the song, The Three Caballeros. This is a fun ride and I look forward to seeing the new animatronics. Well, our final question this week is from Joanne Beeler of Idaho and she writes, Aaron of the team, love your segment. I'm always learning things I never would have thought to look up or research. Moving forward, my question is about the skeleton dance. I know Cinco de Mayo is coming up and I love the whole vibe of the Day of the Dead. So my question is, I heard there was a limited LP release of the skeleton dance for this year for record day. Is that true and can I get it anywhere? Second, are there any Disney Day of the Dead style art pieces or collectibles? Love the show and thank you. Well, you're absolutely correct about this album. The limited edition 
Record Store Day 10-inch vinyl single features the skeleton dance on side A and the three little pigs on the B side. Two of the most popular and most revered of the Silly Symphony collection. It was limited to 2,500 copies, but you can purchase one on Amazon. As far as Day of the Dead merchandise, I know Disneyland has sweet treats like cake pops and crispies that have a Dia de los Muertos theme around Halloween. In 2013, Disney tried to trademark Dia de los Muertos so they could do merchandise, but there was quite a backlash, so Disney pulled their request. The only merchandise I could find at the Disney store was a Jack Skeleton pin with the Day of the Dead twist. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Hi, everyone. My name is Jen Hulse, and I am a Mark Twain Riverboat captain here at the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Every Role, a Starring Role. My role as a Mark Twain Riverboat captain is to pretty much be the eyes and ears of the boat. My main priority is to look out for other watercrafts around the river and interact with the engineer by using signal bells to indicate whether to proceed forward, to slow down, or to completely stop the boat and stop the paddle wheel. He's also responsible for taking care of the boiler cage and the steam-powered engine. The Mark Twain Riverboat is a full-functioning steamboat that takes you on a 15 to 20-minute trip around the rivers of America and is meant to be reminiscent of early 19th century transportation. Taking passengers up and down the Mississippi is kind of the feel that we want to recreate here um, in Frontierland and in New Orleans Square. Some of the other things that I do up in the wheelhouse include pressing the narration spiels that narrates kind of the life of Mark Twain, how the boat came about, as well as points out other things that you see around the river. Each trip the Mark Twain River Boat takes, we bring guests up into the wheelhouse with us. Our guests up in the wheelhouse do get to sign a logbook. They also get a pilot certificate. My job as a Mark Twain River Boat captain definitely brings magic to our guests. Whether it's their first trip to Disneyland or their 100th, being able to go on the Mark Twain, which historically it was know something that Walt Disney took a lot of pride and joy in constructing and working on and then also being able to have that great um, intimate guest interaction with my guests up in the wheelhouse is really special. And now a song about being proud of who you really are by the three Caballeros. My name is Jose Carioca. And my name is Panchito Romero Miguel Junipero Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. And how did you get such a long name? My name is Panchito Romero Miguel Junipero Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. My mother Maria was born in Bahia, the daughter of Grandpa Morales. His name was Jose, and later one day he married my grandma, you see. Her name was Sofia, and she had Maria Maria, then later had me. My great aunt Michelle had a sister Raquel, whose maiden name used to be Alice. She was born in Alcu in Lima, Peru, and married Roberto Gonzalez. Where he had Raquel, they had Miguel, who grew up in Ecuador, see. Then he moved to Bahia and married Maria, and he and Maria had me. Ay, 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 ay. I'm 
Juanchito Romero, Miguel Juletero González. Wow, wow, wow. You have those names, they're really too long. I've tried to explain, so follow along. When my father and mother, they married each other, the best man was called in Romero. The minister came and went by the name of Father Francisco Quintero. Well, it turns out my mother, her favorite brother, was called Junipero, you see. So my father, my mother, the priest, and the brother are names that were given to me. That's why he's Panchito Romero, Miguel Junipero, Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. Descended from family in Mexico, Chile, Brazil, and a couple in Dallas. And when I go out and people all shout, oh, who can that possibly be? Why, Panchito Romero, Miguel Junipero, Francisco Quintero Gonzalez, the Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. At Hollywood Studios, you can now meet Olaf in the new Celebrity Spotlight area near Echo Lake, and starting on May 8th, Mickey and Minnie will have a new meet and greet as well, called Mickey and Minnie Starring in Red Carpet Dreams. In Disney Springs, it's just been announced that Fulton's Crab House is being redesigned and reopened as Paddlefish. Paddlefish will open this fall, and the concept art looks amazing, featuring a sleek, more modern boathouse design. I'm most excited for the lobster risotto and the rooftop lounge, which will have a great view of the water and stay open until 2 a.m. Starting May 27th, everyone visiting Blizzard Beach can play in the Frozen Games with Kristoff and Olaf. The games will include ice pail relays, a snowball toss, ski pole limbo, slide races where teams will get to race down one of the signature Blizzard Beach water slides, and more. Olaf and Kristoff will be on hand for the opening and closing ceremonies, and will stop in throughout the games to share some live updates. And finally, the Star Wars Force for Change is back again this year in support of UNICEF. The very first t-shirts for Rogue One will be on sale at the parks in youth and adult sizes, and 25% of the purchase will support UNICEF. Shirts are available at Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and Disney Springs. And for more information on the Star Wars Force for Change, you can check out their website, forceforchange.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Pink elephants, 
Happy birthday, Paige. Can't wait to celebrate your birthday with you. Been thankful for our friendship the past many years. Can't wait for many more to come. Have a great day. Your best friend, Jeff. Oh, a thousand pardons. Senor Donald, I would like to have you meet one of the most eccentric birds you have ever seen. His name is the Araquan. You'll find him most everywhere. Now, he's called the Araquan because of the peculiar song he sings, which sounds something like this. By the way, amigo, did you know some birds are skilled craftsmen? Hagen D-Heads, welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. I want to add something new this week before we branch off this intro and begin. Everyone needs a pick-me-up and some inspiration sometimes, so why not start each episode with a quote from the man himself or something or someone else in the Disney company? This week's quote comes from our Uncle Walt himself. Why worry? If you've done the very best you can, worrying won't make it any better. I worry about many things, but not about water over the dam. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback with This Week in Diz Radio History with show number 73 from 2014 featuring Doc McStuffins star Laura Jill Miller, who plays Lammy. Jump back with us today and check it out. Now, starting this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1940 when the Disney Studio completes a move into new quarters in Burbank, California. In 1964, Disney's Fourth World's Fair exhibit, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, finally makes its New York debut after weeks of technical problems and delays. In 1977, Space Mountain opens in Disneyland. Based on concepts by Imagineer John Hench, Space Mountain at Disneyland was designed by Bill Watkins. It is the second Space Mountain in existence, as the first one opened in Walt Disney World in January of 1975. In 1982, today is the first day of Epcot Center site tours for cast members and their families. Narrated tours for the soon-to-be-open theme park leave every half hour, and Epcot will have its grand debut, as we all know, on October 1st. In 1987, one of my favorite collectibles is released. Disneyland introduces Disney Dollars, its exclusive line of currency featuring Mickey Mouse on the $1 bill and Goofy on the $5 bill. In 1989, the Disney MGM Studios theme park at Walt Disney World opens to the public. Located south of Epcot, it is Disney's fifth theme park in the world. Although it rains throughout the day, the park is packed, and who could complain back then with a little rain when prices compared to today were a whopping $29 for adults and $23 for kids aged 3 to 9. Granted, you have a big gap in money, you know, between now and then, of course, but crazy to think of those prices nonetheless. And also joining the Disney lineup that same day was the official opening of Disney's Pleasure Island, although they have been accepting guests for a few days already now. In 1990, the 100th and final episode of DuckTales airs on television. 
1997, Yeehaw Piano Bob Jackson debuts his one-man cabaret show at Riverside's River Roost Lounge at Walt Disney World's Port Orleans Riverside Resort. That is a tongue twister. In 2001, one of my favorite movies is released. Disney's The Emperor's New Groove is released to home video and DVD. In 2008, principal photography began on Walt Disney Pictures' upcoming production, High School Musical 3, senior year. The all-new feature film will be shot on location in Salt Lake City, Utah, and is scheduled for release in theaters October 24, 2008. In 2000, the second annual Star Wars Weekends kicks off for four consecutive weekends at Disney MGM Studios in Florida. Although it was first held in 1997, this is only the second Star Wars Weekends ever at Walt Disney World. In 2004, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror has its official grand opening at Disney's California Adventure. In 2005, in a historic first, all ten of the Disney theme parks around the world collectively kick off the festivities for the happiest celebration on Earth to mark the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. Once the opening of Hong Kong Disneyland joins and happens in September, it will become number 11 to join the 18-month-long celebration. Tons of attractions and stage shows will be modified and altered to commemorate the event. In 2012, Marvel and Disney's Avengers is released in theaters. In 2013, Iron Man 3, produced by Marvel and Disney, is released. And also in 2013, Star Tours The Adventure Continues opens at Tokyo Disneyland. In 2014, at an early morning dedication ceremony at Magic Kingdom Park, Walt Disney World Parks and the resort's chairman, Tom Staggs, announces that the crowning jewel of New Fantasyland, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, will officially open on May 28th. And in 2015, Disney releases the superhero film Avengers Age of Ultron, which follows as a sequel to 2012's Avengers. And we end this week in Disney history D-heads with a lot of birthdays around the Disney company. We are starting out our birthdays this week with Disney Studios animator and writer Art Stevens being born. Dwayne The Rock Johnson of wrestling and film fame, and star of one of my favorite movies, The Game Plan, born. Russi Taylor, the longest-running voice of Minnie Mouse. Alexander Gould, the voices of Nemo and Bambi in Bambi 2, is born. Ben Wright, who is the voice of Grimsby in The Little Mermaid. Eileen Woods of Cinderella fame is born. Lance Hendrickson, who voiced Kerchak in Disney's Tarzan. And ending with Adriana Caselotti is born, and she set the bar and voiced Snow White. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at nathan at dizradio.com. Would love to hear from you and get some feedback. As always, guys, have a great week, and see you real soon. Secure all cargo! All passengers aboard! Bowman! Cast off bow line. Engine room, ahead one quarter. Engine room, ahead three quarters. Leadsman, sound off. By the mark. Mark one. Mark twain. Half twain. Mark three, Mark four, deep four, ocean deep.
folks. Welcome aboard the Mark Twain Riverboat. This is your captain speaking to you from the pilot house up here on the Texas deck. We're now leaving on a journey up the rivers of America and into the western frontier. For your safety, please do not sit on the handrails. The river can get mighty unpredictable in these parts, and gosh, we'd sure hate to lose anybody. With me up here in the pilot house is a man well known in these parts, Mr. Mark Twain, the famous writer for whom this very boat is named. Captain, it is my pleasure. Yeah, it sure feels good to be back on the river. Yeah, years ago, I, I made my living as a riverboat pilot. It was a, a gentle life, hearing the steamboat whistles far off around the bend, riding the broad, majestic river. It was this river that set me about becoming a rider, and she's not done wrong by me yet. Across the way is what used to be the grandest mansion in these parts. It's been sitting there empty for must be twenty years. Yep, that mansion looks pretty respectable from the outside, but the townsfolk tell me a whole different story. They say it's haunted, and late at night, when the river's real quiet, strange and. Unearthly sounds reach out from that old house. Now, 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 hold on there, Mr. Twain. You're starting to scare the youngsters, not to mention me. <laughs> Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. <laughs> All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm stopping in here. We've been having a fantastic show here so far for show number 148 for the week of May 5th, 2016, as we are welcoming none other than Derek Brandon. Yes, the voice of Tom Sawyer on the Mark Twain Riverboat at Disneyland. And we're also celebrating Cinco de Mayo as well as Paige, D-Team Paige's birthday. And that's why I'm stopping in here. Yes, I don't have any more news here this week, but I wanted to take a moment just to say happy birthday to Paige. You have been part of the team now for many years, bringing that magic and memories from the Magical Music Review. Without you, everybody wouldn't just know those little nuggets, the tidbits, the things that make Disney magic that much special and with that i want to say thank you for being part of the team being part here and you know pretty much growing up here on the show well you were kind of grown up but now you're officially grown up with all of us and i know we've teased you all in the past you know on many of our round tables here in the archives teasing you about drinking your way around the world showcase Kungaloosh, raise one up at the Adventures Club and many other things. And, you know, we are not going to let back because, you know, many of us here, we love our drinks. As you know, you know, Aaron, myself, Nathan, Jason, Caitlin, we all love our wine, our margaritas, our land sharks, our specialty drinks, and so much more. So, Paige, I just want to stop in and say happy 21st birthday. No matter how you make it special, and as you've already heard throughout the show, there's a variety of those that are already going to be there at the resort celebrating with you this weekend. So hopefully they treat you right, make it fun, and make it memorable for you. So with that, 
Happy 21st page. We wanted to make it special. No, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to replace certain things from our past roundtables, but I just wanted to say a very special happy birthday to being 21, being down there, and, you know, even if you're not a big drinker, you got to at least have a margarita in Mexico or something else. Or in my case, here's what I'm going to leave you with. If it's one thing that I wish was still around for you to celebrate your 21st birthday, it is the Adventurers Club, and everybody knows how much I loved the Adventurers Club at Pleasure Island. I have my mug there, I know the drinks to make, and I miss it dearly. And Paige, I wish this was one that you could actually experience for your 21st birthday. But since you can't, I'm going to say happy birthday, and I'm going to leave you in the great hands of the Colonel of the Adventurers Club. And that is a place where you walk in strange and leave a little bit stranger. Happy 21st birthday, Paige. As you're all thoroughly aware, we adventurers have been traveling solo for much of this past decade. And it's tremendous that we can all gather, well, all you could gather, together this evening. Bully! Viva Adventurers! What better way to celebrate our celebrating than by celebrating together? Or with gin and tonic. So, heed my advice. Fill your hand with that healthy libation and let's all join together in song. As you may have noticed, Finger Zambezi is not with us tonight, as he is busy getting tuned. Imaginary Maestro, my introduction, everybody sing! Bum, ba da da dum ba da da dum 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 Drop your jaws, drop your jaws, oh, well. Marching along, we're adventurers, singing the song of adventurers. Up and down, north, south, east, the west, an adventurer's life is best. An adventurer's life is best. Hi, everybody. This is Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, life's full of tough choices. Isn't it? <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. Places, everybody, this is a tape. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. my fellow D-heads, it's me, Cody, here, getting ready to take you on a Hollywood walk for this week's special guest, Derek Brandon. But before I do, I just wanted to wish everyone a happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you had fun, hope it was safe, and all that good stuff. If you celebrated it, I know some people don't. I know I sure did. You know, it's, it's a great excuse to drink some adult beverages, if you will. And also, I'd like to wish D-team member Paige a very happy birthday, who's down there in Florida on the grounds hope she had a very special birthday and i hope the weather's a little bit nicer and a little less touchy than it has been up here in wisconsin for the past couple weeks it was beautiful 70 degrees today 
And now we're looking at back in the 40s again tomorrow, so I'm not personally looking forward to that. Well, now that I have that said and done, why don't we get to know Derek a little bit better before he joins Jonathan in just a few short minutes. Most of you will recognize Derek as Mickey in the Mickey Matson franchise. So there has been Mickey Matson and the Copperhead Treasure, as well as Pirate's Code, The Adventures of Mickey Matson. He's been in other films, and he's done a couple commercials, and he's also got some films on the way. So why don't we see exactly what he's got coming and what he has done so far. Interesting story on how he started is after witnessing Derek reenact every film he watched, his parents made the decision to enroll him in the Civic Theater. This led to numerous acting opportunities on and off stage and eventually landed him voiceover work as the voice of Tom Sawyer on the Mark Twain boat ride in Disneyland, California. So anyone taking a trip down there, why don't you hit that ride up and keep an ear out for Derek there. It'd be kind of neat. He's also done commercials for Corn Pop cereal and GMC, among others. But Corn Pops GMC are among the bigger ones. Corn Pops has been around for a while. I remember eating that as a kid. Um, I'm going to have to maybe pick up a box next time I go to the store. That'll take me back for sure. But as we reach back all the way to 2009, we'll see his first role that he played in Dark Fields playing Daniel Jonas. He's also done other things along the way. The Christmas Bunny, The Genesis Code, American Scream King, Eddie and the Alternate Universe, Lost in the Future where he plays Kendrick, the younger boy. Home Run Showdown, he's actually not credited in that, but he's in there if you keep an eye out for him. Small Town Santa, he was Evan Ward Jr., A Dog for Christmas, that was just uh, last year. And this year that came out, he's in Rodeo Girl as Sage, which looks like it's a very interesting flick. Kind of along the lines, if you're a fan of like Disney classics like The Horse in the Gray Flannel Suit, you'd probably enjoy this one as well. Crowning Jewels, that's in post-production, and also he's in the middle of filming the film called North, where he's going to be playing Connor, so keep an eye out for that in the future as we kind of progress here. So that's kind of what he's been doing and what he's got coming in the future as of now. There's also been talk of a third and final adventure of Mickey Matson, But until that comes out, he's working and striving to keep his 4.0 GPA. That's something to be proud of right there. It's very hard to do. Not too many people can do it, so good for him on keeping up with his grades, not letting the, the starlight get to him too bad, and that's good. That's still important to him. And also, he's helping out his basketball team, which is always fun. It's nice that he's doing normal teenager things, I guess you would say. And he's also working to establish himself in Hollywood as of right now, with which roles like these that he has and upcoming, I'm sure we'll be seeing plenty more of Derek in the years to come. It'll be fun watching him grow as an actor, especially if you've seen any of the Mickey Matson movies where he plays alongside big names such as Christopher Lloyd and Kenton Duty. It's, you know, you know that they've passed on some wisdom to him, so I'm sure we're going to be seeing lots of Derek in the years to come. Well, D-Heads, that's going to wrap it up for me this week here. Again, keep an eye out for him if you go down to Disneyland, California. Keep an ear out on that Mark Twain boat ride. And again, I just wanted to wish Paige, D-Team member, another very happy birthday. Hope it was wonderful. And I guess until next time, I'll see you next time, D-Heads. Don't forget, you can always email me at Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com. Let's talk some Disney and get ready because Derek's coming up with Jonathan right after this. Have a good one, D-Heads. We'll see you next week. Open up your eyes, take a look at me. Get the picture fixed in your memory. 
It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you fans out there, you tuned in for another installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from all those films and television and inspiring movies that help you just get through the day, get through the week and more, we have somebody here with us who is newest in venture as Pirate's Code, The Adventures of Mickey Matson, as well as been a variety of many other things. It worked with David Carradine and Christopher Lloyd and so many others, including God's Not Dead. You may, you may have seen him in that film as well. We have Derek Brandon here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody, you know, your resume, you know, young, upcoming actor, so many different things on the horizon. I guess before we jump into things that you've done, your current venture, and all the people that you've had the pleasure of working with so far, what got you into acting? What made you want to pursue this uh, so early on in life? Oh, man, ever ever since I could walk and talk, I've always wanted to do, like, shows with my family and reenact like movies and stuff it's kind of embarrassing but i always made my mom like reenact like beauty and the beast with me and stuff like that so she threw me into a theater and from there colleges were looking for kids for student films 
then once I got in front of the camera, like, I just loved that. So then um, I just kept working my way up from there and uh, eventually got an agent and then kept expanding my agencies around the U.S. and they've been getting me auditions and I've just been going from there, living the dream. Well, you know, and with that, you know, you've done so many different films and whatnot, and you've been, you know, just building up that resume. And, of course, one of them for all of our Disney fans out there that they're going to love is you were the voice of Tom Sawyer on the Mark Twain boat in Disneyland. What was it like landing that gig and knowing that every time somebody goes to Disneyland, they're listening to a, a young Derek who is uh, portraying Tom Sawyer? I know. That was crazy when I, when I like found out that I landed the role for that like I auditioned for it like just in my house like like doing a recording on my computer and then when they told me like I landed it and got to go to the studio and record it this is just amazing I still have never got to hear in person yet I went there and the ride was uh, closed for the day, but my family has heard and sent me videos of it. And I, I love that. It's very cool. Well, see, that's one of those things where you're going to have to, you know, get there and actually have it up and running. And, you know, I guess, what does that feel like knowing that here you are at this young age and thousands upon thousands of people are listening to your voice at Disneyland every single day? It's incredible. I love that they get to, like, experience that ride and that I'm portraying such, like, a well-known character. And, like, it was an honor to, like, be able to portray that. And, know that like people are immersed into the ride and like that I'm taking them there is, is very it's a very cool feeling and I'm glad I can do that for people definitely well I guess you know before we veer into some more of your uh I guess more of your career in that since we are on the topic of Disneyland is there one favorite attraction that is your one absolute favorite over the top that you must ride every time you go uh California streaming is definitely fun is that in the right park right Oh, yeah, well, that's California Adventure. It's all right there, right next door to each other, part of the same park. Yeah, I love that ride. Um, <laughs> that's definitely one that I always go on with my dad. Now, you know, with your career, you've had a chance to work with many different uh, great actors, people, you know, that are seasoned, been in this business forever, many of which we've had guests on our shows, like Ernie Hudson, Florence Henderson, Richard Karn. I mean, just so many more. I guess with that, our, our latest uh, film that you have on the horizon is Pirate's Code, The Adventures of Mickey Matson. Now, this is something that continues to grow as a film series, I guess. How did you get started doing these films, and did you think you'd be doing so many of these films as Mickey Matson? No, it, it was crazy. Actually, like, for the first audition, like, my friend told me about it, and they're like, hey, like, this is an upcoming movie. You should definitely go audition for it. And um, I got in contact with my agent, and they're like, yeah, we we're actually just going to send you to that audition next week. So, like, I sent in a tape, and then they called me in, like, five or six times, and the director, Harold Kronk, was having me do, like, rolls down the hallway to see if I was athletic enough and, like, throwing water bottles at me randomly to see if, like, my reflexes were fast enough and, like, did, like, all these crazy scenes, like, to put me through, like, to see if I could portray all these different emotions. And one night he, the director, called me personally and was, like, offered me the role and I was, like, just blown away. I didn't even, like, it didn't even hit me until, like, a few days after that, like, I was going to be able to portray this character and, like, all the people I've got to meet along the way. It's just been incredible like like you said with all these huge names it's like definitely an honor to work side by side with them and I feel like I learn a lot from all these people and like see how they act and see how the professionals like really do it and that kind of shape who I am as an actor and help me grow throughout my career well, you know, and with these films, too, like you said, you know, you get to work alongside them and such great people. Yeah, I mean, come on, Christopher Lloyd, you know, you can't go wrong with being able to do a film with Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, he, he's, he's great. 
Well, you know, when you're working on these films too, now, you know, you've done three of these and there's talks of, of course, a final one as well. I guess, are there any great moments on or off the set that just, uh, whether you're with the cast, the crew, whatnot, that you're always going to take away from it that, you know, we may not see on the screen, but it's an experience that you're never going to forget? Yeah, like everyone on the set was like a huge family, like by the end of just the first one. And then when we all got to come back together for the second one, like, and like just keep going on from there, it's just like a family reunion. And what you don't see is like that we've had, we have like rap parties like every week and like everybody gets together and like we always have fun. And I always remember one time we went, we all went bowling and it was just like there was so many people and we were all just there just having like a great time and like we're all like all such good friends on and offset so like it was just a blast and like we were bowling for each other and like messing up each other's score and just having a great time and that always be something I'll remember. Well, you know, and with this and a talk of a, you know, I guess a final one and kind of wrapping up the series, is that definitely something you're open for? Oh yeah, definitely. I want, I want Mickey Matson to like definitely have like a concluding uh, factor to the series and uh, I want to go like even bigger outside of like uh, what we've seen so far in like Mickey's small like town that he lives in. I want to like, I want things to expand and have everything grow in that sense. Well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, have everything expand and grow and whatnot. And you have a variety of other things on the horizon as well. Um, a Dog for Christmas and Rodeo Girl and Crowning Jewels. And, of course, you were also in the nice holiday little classic uh, last year with Small Town Santa. Um, you know, with these, I guess, Christmas films, is, is holiday films something that you really enjoy? And do you enjoy the holidays just as a family as well? Um yeah, like I the the director of these um like holiday movies have like directed like all these so like that's definitely his style of movie and like we've made a great connection so I've like been able to like be a part of these films and like yeah, I definitely like like being in like those films and like have a great movie for families to watch around the holidays. And yeah, I definitely celebrate the holidays with my family at home and everything. So it's a good time. Definitely. Now, with the upcoming films that you have going on, I know you can't say too much about them usually on the on air or whatnot, um, but with any of the new ones that are coming up, um, can you let us in as to, you know, any any more about them or what they're about? Yeah, definitely. So the the two biggest ones I would say coming up are Crowning Jewels and another film called um, North. But um, Crowning Jewels is definitely more like kid-friendly and family-friendly. And um, it's about these two twins played by uh, Jacqueline Labadee and Elizabeth Labadee. And they go on, like, this road trip to uh, Boston. And um, one's, like, there's, like, I don't want to give too much away, but basically they're going on this road trip to Boston to for a beauty pageant for um, Elizabeth's character, Madison. And um, along the way they meet me, and I play this, like, rock star guy which is funny because like i have no idea how to sing or play the guitar so i just had to act like i could <laughs> so uh throughout that film I, I put on like a concert and everything and i become like um the lead's love interest jack jackie's character jules love interest and uh it's it's definitely a adventure family fun film that i think everyone will like well you know and aside from just doing you know these films too you know because you are you know working in so many different films and of course everybody knows you from mickey madsen series and whatnot you know you also do a lot of great things you know you're always keeping up with your schoolwork, which i myself tell my own kids that that's very important and you help out with your basketball team and things like that i guess do you have an easy time differentiating like here i am here's my you know down home basketball school and here's the life of trying to build my acting 
career. Can you kind of separate the two pretty easy or are they all kind of self-intertwined? It's definitely two different worlds because like where I live, it's so like such a small town and everything's so laid back and like, like people don't treat me like I'm like an actor or anything. They just treat me like I'm another one of the guys, like on the team or anything. And I love that. I love to be able to go back there and be like humbled by my hometown and like everyone there. But like, and, but obviously school is like the most important thing. Like my family won't let me act if I don't like keep up like straight A's. So like that, that's always like my first priority is school. And then like, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to balance things at times, but I, I, I try to do my best. Well, you know, it's one of those things, too, where you have kept it up. You've kept up all your grades because, you you know, you had passed the California high school proficiency exam, which allows you to work as an 18-year-old. So it's no longer being a child actor. You get that little bump, um, even though you're still in high school, to get those full credentials of a full-fledged adult actor. So that must feel great. Yeah, definitely. When I got the results, I was very pleased to see that I passed. And I was excited that I have more opportunities to work now. <laughs> well, you know, I guess with that on the horizon and such great things, you know, up and coming and whatnot, and they can, you know, all of our listeners can find you in so many things that are around the bend. Um, is there any one film that is coming up that you are the most excited about? Or is there anything that's pending that you can kind of clue us in as to where we may hear you, see you, and anything else? Um, yeah, I'd definitely say Carney Jewels. Carney Jewels actually has um, Kent and Duty from Mickey Matson in it as well. So that'll be cool to see like the crossover from like Mickey and um, Max to like these new characters in this next film. Um, so that that's definitely a family friendly movie that I'd recommend. North is uh, like a rated R movie. So like I wouldn't suggest for like any kids to see that or anything. It's like a post-apocalyptic film and it's very like scary and stuff, but that's definitely like an upcoming movie of mine with Patrick Schwarzenegger and uh, Jacob Laughlin. So um, yeah, those are the two biggest ones, and obviously Rodeo Girl with Kevin Sorbo and Sophie Bowen. So excited for that one as well. Definitely. You know, well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, do this little chat with us, and of course, everybody can see you in all the upcoming films, Crowning Jewels, Rodeo Girl, Dog for Christmas, Small Town Santa, the Mickey Madsen series, and of course, for all of our Disney fans, just take that trip laid back on the Mark Twain Riverboat, listening to Tom Sawyer talk away, and you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Derek. We wish you the best of luck in your acting career, and I'm sure we have not even just touched upon how much we're going to be seeing you in the future. So thanks once again for stopping in. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Disneyland After Dark. And now your host, Walt Disney. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where our nighttime spectaculars are always illuminationous. Huh, my word today. Welcome to May. Happy Cinco de Mayo. May the 4th be with you, and also happy birthday, dearest Paige. Welcome to adulthood, officially. With so many things to celebrate in the beginning of May, and spring really and honestly truly being here, I think it's time to start looking at things in a new light. Or maybe without the light. As you already know, Derek Brandon is our guest here this week on Disney On Demand. And it is so fitting that the voice of Tom Sawyer himself get honored with something that was created way before his time but honors that time-honored classic of riding upon the Mark Twain down the rivers of America. So let's head back into our time machines and pull out that beautiful tin they call Walt Disney Treasures as I pull out a special from one of the discs in Disneyland USA called Disneyland After Dark. What I love about these tins that were created many, many moons ago Okay, back in the early 2000s. What they do is showcase the things that we don't see any longer. Those time-honored classics that came onto our television to entice us and remind us that Disney is pure magic. A television episode that appeared on the second disc is entitled Disneyland After Dark, which we are going to focus on today. And you'll understand why here shortly. This special originally aired on April 15th, 1962. Runs you about 67 minutes in length, and it is all pure Disney magic. Remember the days when you could turn on a Disney special and see the greats of your time performing in the park that you love best? Well, that's what Disneyland After Dark really is. It is stars of the time performing in different areas of the park, all in the glorious spectacle of night which is where Disneyland usually does twinkle and shine the most. This beautiful television episode is hosted by Walt himself. Who are you going to see while you watch this fabled television episode? Well, the Osmond brothers. Yes, that's Donnie over there. Mouseketeers Bobby Burgess and Annette Funicello. How could you not have Annette during this time and looking stunning as ever? 1960s teen idol Bobby Rydell, all in the glorious spectacle of Disneyland. Since this is a Disneyland special, we're going to be segmented throughout the entire park. Let's head over to Adventureland, where we'll see what goes on in the beauties of a Tahitian dinner with dancing all around you. Head on over to Main Street, where you see those beautiful Dapper Dans singing their beautiful barbershop harmonies. 
And finally, to cap all of our great performances off, the incomparable Louis Armstrong playing on the Mark Twain itself. You cannot get any more memorable than that. Just like any time that you would spend at night at any of your parks, we're going to end with a beautiful fireworks spectacular. And this one is no different than what we see today, with a real-life Tinkerbell flying across the sky, igniting the night with explosions of color over the happiest place on Earth. Now, I did say this special does appear on the Disneyland Treasures tin discs. This is a two-disc set entitled Disneyland USA, and it is one of my favorites out of the many. Tomorrowland is great, and of course, you cannot go wrong with Oswald. So if you can find some of these DVDs, they're still out and available. I'd love to see some of them recreated in a Blu-ray rendition, but I'm not sure how soon I will see that. I've read in many places that these discs didn't fare well, and I can't understand why not. These are pure Disney treasures and pure Disney archival footage that any D-head would love to have on their shelves. It holds a special place in my vault, and I hope it can be added to yours one day. This Disneyland disc is a compilation of many Disneyland specials during its early runs from the 1950s through the 1960s. I find it stunning that we're able to still hold on to some of these TV treasures and restore them to some former glory. Walt Disney had a very special connection, not only with his movies, but also with television. He felt that he could connect with people by any means, and he used television to kind of bring everyone into the fold of what's going on in his park, which is really your park. Even up to his death, he showed us the Florida Project, as well as his largest endeavor, Epcot. And that is what makes his television moments truly magic. I cannot iterate enough how important it is for any Disney lover to find a way to at least watch one of these DVDs, if not try to own them. They are honestly the best pieces of Disney history we have, at least we have to purchase for our own library. And speaking of library, I am going to toss this one back into the shelves and probably watch the other television programs that are amongst the, this two-disc set. So hold on to your hats, and we'll be back on Monday with a Monday movie memory in regards to this beautiful Disney After Dark. I know that you love Disney After Dark as much as I do, be it the Electric Light Parade, the Electric Water Pageant, Fantasmic, or my personal favorite, Illuminations, and quite possibly soon to be the beautiful Rivers of Light. As you can see, Disney not only holds a place in television, but makes the nighttime even more magical. What do you find magical? Contact me at jason at disradio.com and we'll discuss the magic that Disney brings to you. Talk to me and all of the other D-heads at disradio.com. And remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a firework blast and deep inside of you. Here in the backwoods territory, you don't see much civilization. Just miles and miles of wilderness with only a few homesteads. And even fewer towns. Well, I'll be. Here's one of those homesteads now. Old Jed there's been supplying moonshine to the keelboats for oh, a few months now, and he said his business was just about to catch fire. <laughs> it looks like he was right. 
Before steamships come along, supplies had to be hauled up the river by them no-good keelboats. A trip back then used to drag on for several months, but now, thanks to river boats, it takes only a week. I guess that's why you don't see many of them keelboats on the river these days, except maybe to pick up some of Jed's moonshine. Over there on the island is a rare sight. It's an Indian burial ground. Braves who fall in battle are brought here and placed atop those poles. Sometimes, late at night, you can see Indians coming down to pay their respects. Those tracks off the port side lead to Big Thunder Mountain, where gold was found a few years back. Indian legends say that evil spirits haunt the area. Well, the miners are starting to believe that, what with all the runaway trains that have been hurtling down the mountain lately. Speaking of trains, well, there's one that's run into a pile of trouble. Hey, this is Michael Leon Woolley, the voice of Louis the Alligator. Hallelujah! And you're listening to Disney On Demand! Hola, D-Heads. Paige here with a special Cinco de Mayo magical music review. Today is Cinco de Mayo, or May 5th, which also means it's my birthday. Now, before I head out for my celebrations with my friends, I thought it would be appropriate to pull out some classic Disney on this the 5th of May and take a look at the music from a Disney trio that has been known to sing and samba together since 1945, the Three Caballeros. Making their debut in Walt Disney's 7th animated film, Donald Duck, Jose Carioca and Panchito Pistoles have appeared together on the big screen, the small screen, and in the parks. I have three songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time. Follow me down to Mexico as we enjoy the musical entertainment coming from Panchito, Jose, and Donald, the three caballeros. In 1945, the music for the film of the same name as our trio was composed by Disney score veterans Edward H. Plum, Paul J. Smith, and Charles Walcott. The title song, again sharing a name with the trio, found its medley in the Spanish song Ay Jalisco No Te Rajes, which was composed by Manuel Esperon and was given lyrics by Ernesto Cortazar. While the film was in production, Walt Disney asked Señor Esperon personally to collaborate on the film during the Mexico sequences. New lyrics were written by Ray Gilbert, and while they are not translations of the original Spanish lyrics, and in fact are not similar in any way, the original title of the song is sung once in the new lyrics. We're three caballeros, three gay caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes, we're always together. We're three happy chappies with snappy serapis, you'll find us beneath our sombreros. We're brave and we'll stay so, we're bright as a peso. We say so, the three caballeros.
House of Mouse had its debut on ABC as part of Disney's One Saturday Morning, later named Disney's ABC Kids. Mickey and the gang operated the House of Mouse, which was a cartoon club where all of Disney's animated characters came together for a good time, good cartoons, and good musical performances. On the third episode, Panchito and Jose come to the club to perform with Donald, although Donald was in a bit of a mood. What else is new? Donald is upset because no one seems to remember that he is the third caballero, so he decides to now be known as the duck formerly known as Donald. So Jose and Panchito take matters into their own hands and take Donald on stage with them for a performance from the three caballeros. Singing a song again named after the group, the trio basically use the lyrics to describe the group, mentioning what they like to do and their names. Donald doesn't necessarily sing with them in harmony, but they still entertain the crowd. And now, the three caballeros! We are the three caballeros. We love to sing and to dance and to jump up and down while we play lots of music. And we listen to everyone screaming out loud for the three caballeros. You can shout out our names. Jose! And we love to make music. Where we wiggle our hips and we dance and we say everyone. We love to sing and to dance and to jump up and down as we move to the music. Everyone get together and gather around. What we say? We are the three caballeros. We love to sing and to play. You Panchito Jose. Your hands all together and let's hear you say, We are three caballeros. We are three caballeros. We are the three caballeros. Since 2007, Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros has been entertaining Epcot visitors at the Mexico Pavilion in the World Showcase. With a similar feel to It's a Small World, the boat tour takes guests through different scenes representing Mexico as Jose and Panchito search for Donald. At the end of the ride, the Three Caballeros perform together their original song from 1945 with a change. The catchy little number is full of trumpet and guitar, giving a definite feel of a mariachi band. Is it the longest attraction in Epcot? No but it is a fun one to enjoy with great music.
Caballeros, Rique y caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes, we're always together. I caramba. Oh, yes. I don't know. With three caballeros, three caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. We'll hop the amigos, no matter where he goes, the one, two, and three goes, we're always together. And as always, our time has come to an end. My roommates and my best friend are nagging at me to get the celebration started. I hope you all have enjoyed this week's Magical Music Review, and thanks for coming back to Disney On Demand every week. Without all of you, there is no show. As always, feel free to connect with the D-Team on the D-Wire Facebook page and with me with any musical comments, suggestions, or questions at page at DizRadio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at DizRadio.com. Have a fantastic rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Cooper, dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that. <laughs> Sorry, Donald, but you asked for it, my friend. This is true, amigo. Besides, the House of Mouse loves your act. Listen. You're my favorite cavachuro. And don't you worry, Donald. I'll make sure everybody remembers you this time. Cue Mike. Today's entertainment, courtesy of The Three Caballeros, featuring the duck formerly known as Donald. Enjoy all their foot-stopping salsa hits like Donald's Tail and Fuego, No Comprende Donald, and who can forget the Unca Donald Polka. The Three Caballeros' Greatest Hits. Some Donald Duck lyrics may be unintelligible. Thanks, Caballeros. Good night, folks. The mouse, currently known as Mickey, who will see you real soon. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. With the fun things happening this week like Star Wars Day on May 4th, Cinco de Mayo, and Mother's Day, 
I want to share with you a game that the whole family can enjoy together. The game's called Disney Magical Dice, and it's developed by Netmarble Games Corporation. Disney Magical Dice game will become available to 155 countries globally and making this a Disney first mobile board game of its kind on the mobile platform market. This all new exciting mobile game combines Disney characters with a fun classic board game setup twist like to create an addicting mobile game. Gamers will pick their favorite Disney and Pixar characters to play in the game as they travel through virtual board game, encounter different maps, Disney-themed virtual cards, avatars, dice, and landmarks. Players will roll the dice to acquire squares and take charge of the game in various different ways. Acquiring other player squares will be an, an effective attack while building landmarks that will be an, an ideal defense mechanism. It's now available for iOS and Android, if you have friends on the Facebook platform, you can invite them to play in-game and fun and mini-games to play in real time. Is there a game you would like me to review that I haven't covered already? Or some gaming tips you would like to share with the community? Be sure to have your name, town you live in, and state so I can give you the credit. You can send me an email at randy at disradio.com. The email, again, is r a n d y at disradio d i z r a d i o dot com. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. It's Disney Blues, Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mom. All right, OVD head. So I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp. Lots of fun celebrations. Birthday wishes for Paige. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented Derek Brandon for stopping in, chatting with us, talking about being Tom Sawyer on the riverboat, and so much more. We're going to be looking out for you on the horizon with upcoming films and so much more in 2016. So thank you, Derek, for stopping in and chatting with all of us here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, the D-Team makes the show. They add that magic. Otherwise, you'd have me ramble week in and week out. So I want to extend a very special thank you to the D-Team of Aaron, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, Cody, Nathan, and Paige all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. You truly make the show magical for all the D-Heads. And speaking of that, you, the D-Heads, thank you. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you every single week for the last six years. You're the reason that we bring the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney to make it a little bit magical, a little bit fun, and something that's nostalgic that you can pass on for generations. So thank you, the D-Heads, for allowing us to bring this show to you and keeping the magic alive for the last six years. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have some fun things lined up next week here at the show as we continue to press on into 2016 in our 150th show. So before I give you that hint as to who's going to be stopping in here, here, I do want to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio. 
Disneyland.com. You can also connect up with us over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can join our DizWire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, if you just can't wait, you need the show instantly on your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, and more. All you have to do is subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is that simple. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher Radio, subscribe, and get the latest shows so you give that magic in your ears instantly to listen to every single week. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have some fun things lined up here next week. Maybe you want to take a trip into Wonderland. Maybe you want to take a trip and uh, see the future. Or also, maybe you just want to spit on your students. I'm going to leave it at that. Put it together and see if you can figure out who our guest is going to be. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, Paige, happy 21st birthday. We hope we've made it magical for you here at the team and just spreading that magic for you. We're truly honored to have you be part of our team here. So like I say to everybody, and Paige, this goes for you too as well this weekend, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, sit back, have fun, make the memories, and Paige, one last birthday song just for you. Have a fantastic week, and all of you D-heads, and Paige... Not too much celebrating now that you're 21. See you next week, all VD heads.
you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Come on. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.